This podcast is being brought to you by WXAV 88.3 FM and WXAV.com. WXAV, bringing the best podcasts to you. Hi there. Thanks for checking out week two of The Coach's Show. After a dramatic 32-27 upset victory over the fifth-ranked Marion Knights, senior wide receiver Mark Strubiak joins the program to talk his experience as a leader of St. Xavier football. Later, Mike Feminist provides insight on the exciting win from the coach's perspective. And now, here is Mike Rankin and Christine Manica. Welcome back to the Coaches Show here live at Regina Hall. We are joined by Mark Strubiak, the senior wide receiver for the St. Xavier Cougars. Mike Rankin, Christine Manica here with you and WXAV. First of all, Mark, congratulations on the victory. That's got to be some kind of feeling going into this week. With all that preparation, you knew you were going up against the fifth-ranked Marion Knights. You knew they were a tough team, and you guys came out with a come-from-behind victory. What was that like on the field for you? Oh, it was a great feeling, especially after they kind of tagged us there for two years straight in a row. Um, we kind of we needed to prove ourselves once again. Um, We've kind of owned the series against them, but uh, as of late, they've kind of had our number. And uh, we kind of came out and we've had something to prove this year. And uh, we we had a great camp, and uh, we came out and played as we expected we were. So the game with Marion, you haven't had the best luck with them the past couple of seasons. What surprised you most about the game on Thursday? Well, you know, we really had a good team camp. Uh, We've really meshed well. Um, it wasn't too much, you know, surprising. Uh, we kind of knew what we had coming into this game. We got a lot of young players that played last year, so they kind of had some experience last year. And uh, going forward with that, I think you, you you could see how much they've grown since a year ago. And um, we've kind of gelled, and, and we knew uh, they lost one of their best wide players who was actually on the – I think he just got signed by the Indianapolis right. Colts practice mm-hmm. squad, Krishan Hogan. Yep. And uh, that's that was a big blow for them. So, you know, we we came back expecting to like, play exactly how we played on Saturday. Or Thursday, excuse me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's yeah. the thing, right? Because it, right. it was opening night on Thursday, mm-hmm. and you have this break now over the course. Because you're, you're used to playing on Saturdays. You have, you know, a set schedule in your practice routine. What's it like with all these extra days off going into week two? Right, yeah, it's definitely a, a little bit of an adjustment. But it was uh, it's nice having a few days off here. I mean, we, we came in. We've been here since August 4th, I want to say. We practiced for three weeks straight, limited breaks. I think we've had a day off here maybe one or two days off in that three-week stretch. So it was nice, you know, coming in and practicing up to the Marion game. Uh, we've kind of had two days off over the weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday. Friday we watched film, you know, That's gotta got, be nice. got a lift. And, yeah. yeah, Saturday and Sunday we definitely had totally off. And then we were actually practicing here on Monday, Labor Day, you know, just a light walkthrough, just get our feet moving. So. You know, it's, it's been nice, but uh, it's, it's kind of a nice mental break as well as, you know, physical break. So what is it for you? How long does it take your body to just kind of readjust from maybe not being so sore again? When, it, when is it that your body's ready to go again uh, for the next ball game? Right. It definitely does take a few days to get over your bumps and bruises and, and whatnot. Uh, it definitely helps. Those two days helped, and I, I, I come back feeling fresher than ever I probably have after playing a game with uh, that long break. So uh, it's definitely been a benefit to us, I want to say. But uh, we were a little rusty in practice yesterday, which is expected after 
you know, a game and having a couple days off. But I think we're going to get back after it today and have a good one. So with the game on Thursday with Marion, what did you personally work on for that game? And what did you do mentally to prepare yourself? So this year has been a little bit different for me. I've stepped into a leadership role and took over as a captain of this team. And uh, I've really worked on leading by example and not getting as down on myself. I had a crucial fumble in the game, actually. And uh, any other year, I would have been a little bit um, down on myself. But I had to keep my head up and um, know that everything was going to be okay and, and kind of not beat myself up from making one bad play. Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone fumbles. Um, we had a lot of freshmen starting. I told them before the game, hey, you're going to make a mistake. But uh, that's going to be okay, and it's not going to determine the game. And uh, just keeping your head up high, and and that's what really what I worked on from last year to this year is being a leader for this team. And um, looks like uh, it, it kind of worked well, and we bounced back after the fumble. We came back with a vengeance and scored in that final drive. Yeah, you mentioned the fumble, and it was a, it was it was a part of the ball game where kind of the momentum swung, but your guys picked you up. It was it was a big mm-hmm. big job collectively, specifically in the wide receiver core. I mean, I'm looking right. up and down this list. I mean, Simmons had the obviously play of the mm-hmm. game for the, with the win, but Dre Devereaux, you had Harold right. Davis making plays. Suzuki was huge, or Suzuki, excuse me, coming down uh, as mm-hmm. the deep threat. What's it? And plus, he had a huge block on that big Harold Davis play. That that must have been fun watching yeah. on, on, the, on the tape. <laughs> but uh, what's it like working with this core of receivers? How how is it in their work ethic? It, it's it's a blast. Honestly, we have no no individuals on that wide receiver group, and I really enjoy that because you know. Last couple of years, we got in a bad habit of funneling it to one in particular wide receiver, as you probably notice, as Steven Sims. Right. And it kind of hurt us in the long run. We did, we really weren't as diverse group. We, we really relied on Steve, and Steve was a, a good part of our team on our offense. So um, this year, I think, will be more diverse and it'll help us in the long run. And as you could see in that first game, I mean, we have guys – five guys maybe with four catches you know that that's huge going forward and and it just shows you our depth at the wide receiver group you mentioned about you taking on a leadership role this season before the game on thursday this could sound like a cliche question to ask but were you nervous at all <sighs> you know not really I've, I've kind of been there done that before i played at a big um division one school my first year of college and we ended up going to the orange bowl i was a part of that 2012 northern illinois football team and um running out of the tunnel with 75,000 people running looking down on you is kind of a a big deal there so (laughs) i've kind of seen it all i've been around the block i played quarterback in high school as well as many other positions so i've kind of been in a leadership role before so i knew what to expect and that's definitely helped me yeah, that experience for you in the Division One program, Northern that's got to be huge. For, that, that's got to be awesome, all, one, to be a part of, and then you come to mm-hmm. a smaller school yeah. in this setting and just kind of apply that to the younger guys. And the, You know, for a small school for St. Xavier, and we're joined by Mark Strubiak, senior wide receiver for the Cougars, for a small school like SXU, it's kind of got like a big program feel to it, right? Because this program's got a lot of rich history, and it's usually filled with success. Right. Football is definitely a big deal here on campus. Um it's got a good game day atmosphere and whatnot for a small school. Um, you know, it's a little different adjustment from a Division One college, but uh, it's definitely rich in tradition. We've, we've won a national championship, and a national championship on any level, that's a big deal. Absolutely. 
Uh, it's a tough road to that national title game, and uh, we're looking to get back there again this year, and I think our odds are looking good, but uh, we got to take it one game at a time and go 1-0 each week. How about Hunterford? How about the performance from your starting quarterback? He's a transfer guy. He's competing all camp with Alex Martinez, the guy who was already here before, and then he steps in. Coach Fem let him loose. Five receiver sets right. all night long, and he was making the right plays. He had four total touchdowns, two with his legs, the big, obviously, game winner with the with his arm. What was it like for him right. coming into that game and then playing for him, too, as a receiver? Yeah, if anyone was nervous, I, I would have to say he might have been a little <laughs> bit. I believe it. Because <laughs> he had someone breathing down his neck the whole camp and Alex Martinez and I'm not so sure we will get to see Alex at some point this year I'm sure because they were just neck and neck and uh, I think uh, Alex will get a shot this year um, but Justin Hunterford what a way to step up in your first game as a Cougar um, kudos to him on that one and um, I can't, I think the team kind of fed off him making plays with his legs, extending plays, rolling out of the pocket, scrambling. Um, yeah, he was a big part of that, that win. And um, credit to him and credit to the, to the few freshmen that are on the offensive line for giving them time and whatnot. That's a big, big... Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what it was. Big job. You, know, that, you actually <laughs> just led into my next point. Right. You had three interior offensive linemen who are starting brand new to the program, and they had to go up against a tough Marion bunch on the line. And really, that was like kind of the matchup we were looking at going into this ball game was both lines of each team defensively for St. Xavier. You guys run eight, nine deep defensively, right. and they had a huge game. But it got to the point where in the second half, you know, offensively, you guys were moving the ball downfield, just not exactly coming away with points. And then on the other side of the ball, Marion was taking advantage of their opportunity, really running it down their throat. How much are you involved in the defensive conversation on your wide receiver on the offensive right. side of the ball? So do you kind of have the feel uh, of the defensive group here? But how would you say that they performed? I think the defense overall played great. Um, they never got down on themselves, and that's that's been a, a key point in the past. They've kind of gotten down after letting up points and letting up big plays. But I think they've had a they had a stop on the inside the 10 that was just ginormous in the game. Um, that was key key point, and uh, you know, looking moving forward, I think they're going to grow as well as our offensive line, and we're just going to keep getting better as the season goes on. So last week, I talked to Coach Fem, and I asked him why he was on this team for so long, for almost 20 seasons. So now I'm kind of kind of going to ask you the same question, but a little bit in a reverse setting. So you went from a Division One school to now NAIA. What made you come to St. Xavier as opposed to staying with a Division One program? Uh, there was multiple things that went into that equation. Uh, we got a new coach that came in after the Orange Bowl season. Um, I didn't really get along with him. I, just thought, I didn't like the way he was running the program, so I thought it was my best decision to maybe step away and and I kind of I actually took a year off and, and thought about if I wanted to continue playing football um, after the Orange Bowl it was just like all right what more can you accomplish right. in your college right. career um, even though I was redshirting that year uh, I came from a high school where I played three different sports and and my body has taken a toll even here I've had two knee surgeries I'm, I'm playing with a torn labrum uh, my body's been beat up quite a bit, so uh, I was actually thinking about stepping away from the game and pursuing a different route, uh, but 
something called me back, and uh, there was actually a quarterback here from my whole high school I got in contact with, and I, I thought I would want to come to St. Xavier. It's close to my home, and I'm, I'm from northwest Indiana. So um, I got in contact with Coach Fem, and um, we kind of hit it off, and I actually came in as a quarterback. Uh, I, I played some some as a quarterback here. I, I was actually battling. That was, that was behind John Rohde. Yes. Yeah, I was uh, actually, it was the exact same thing during camp. Me and him were battling it out until I tore my meniscus. Yep. <laughs> and that kind of made the decision easy for Coach Fem and, and the offensive staff. And then I came back, and as Johnny was doing well that year, 2014 it was, we went on to the semifinals, and Johnny did a terrific job leading us there um i came back and i had a role as a wide receiver and i took it and then kind of stuck there ever since oh we're, we're happy to have you here as a cougar and we're looking forward to next week missouri baptist last one for you mark and we appreciate you coming out and taking the time here regina hall long trip right missouri it's gonna be an overnighter mm-hmm. and it's a you know long you got a week and a half pretty much to prepare uh do you have any sort of specific rituals that you go through throughout the week or maybe on game day that'll get you in the right mindset yeah uh definitely i have to uh, i have to get my pedialyte gotcha i gotta stay <laughs> hydrated before the game so i drink half the night before half the day of the game just to make sure i don't cramp on game day and uh that's about it. On, on Friday, I usually kick back and watch watch some football in the room with uh, my roommate, Dre Devereaux, and uh, we kind of just relax and and get in tune for the game day, go over the script, make sure I know all my plays, make sure he knows all his plays. Yeah, right. <laughs> not very superstitious, <laughs> Double check though. each other. Yeah, not very superstitious at all. It's just another game, and uh, we kind of go forth from there. Gotcha. Awesome. Well, Mark, thank you so much for taking the time. We appreciate it. And we're going to be watching you all season long. We wish you nothing but the best. Thank you. I appreciate you guys for being there. Thank you for your time. We are live on Regina Hall here in week two of the Coaches Show, getting set for Missouri Baptist on the road for this Saturday. When we come back, we're going to be joined by head coach Mike Feminist here on WXAV 88.3 FM Chicago. Say hi to us here at Regina. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Coaches Show live here on WXAV at 8.3 FM Chicago. Broadcasting from Regina Hall. If you're listening, come on and say hi. We're going to say hi now to head coach of the St. Xavier football team, Mike Feminist here on the Coaches Show. First of all, thanks for taking the time once again this week. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, we got to talk about last week's contest. What what a game. Uh, we, were, we were on the call, Christine and I, and, and we were going back and forth, man. That was some kind of fun that we were having. And as a result, you had three of the MSFA's players of the week, right? Hunter Ford, yep. uh, Abdul Mahdi, and uh, Demetri Joe on the defensive line. Can you just talk to me about what happened with them specifically and their roles in the win? Obviously, Hunter Ford stands out, sure. of course. But that was a big play by Demetri Joe late in the game. Well, yeah, Demetri's uh, he, a heck of a football player. He was, um, he was one of our kids that... Uh, he actually had a Division One offer um, from high school, and then, uh, like what happens to several kids uh, throughout the country, um, they made an offer to him in the summer going into his senior year, and then in October, they uh, this is the University of Nevada. They found somebody on the West Coast that that they liked a little better, and and unfortunately, at that level, it's very cutthroat, and they don't really care about feelings or anything like that, and and they they pulled the scholarship and. 
you know, what they don't care about is that a kid like Dimitri, he would have had offers from other schools, you know, at least the FCS level, you know, your, your state schools in Illinois. And, but he had already told all of them that he had committed to the University of Nevada. So we were very fortunate, <laughs> very fortunate to get him, um, you know, when things kind of fell through for him. But, you know, size-wise, he's a, he's a Division One player, you know. And, and uh, uh, in his first two years, he, he's certainly shown signs that he can be an All-American at our level. But uh, uh, that last series was big, you know. And, and I think we had three straight plays of, of sacks between – him and Jesse Gonzalez and Hasselton and Cesario and those guys, uh, they, they got after it all night. And, you know, for the people that were there, I, I think they were entertained. They saw, they really saw the best of, of the NAI level, which is, it was two really, really good football teams that, that both played outstanding games. And, it's, you know, unfortunately somebody had to come out of losing end. But for, for our first game, I thought it was a very well-played game. I thought it was a very clean game. There weren't, there weren't a lot of turnovers. I thought both teams played well, and, and we just happened to make the last play. The energy on that field was electric all throughout the whole stadium, I would say. What was your feeling after that big victory, after that Thursday night game? Well, it was it was probably more relief than anything because, um, you know, even though we had beat them eight of the first nine times we played them, they, they got us pretty good the, the last two years, you know, and that, that certainly got our attention. and. Um, they're a really good team. They've, they've got great talent. They're well coached. Um, so I, I know for me, I, you know, I, I always put pressure on myself. But but I don't know if we've been beaten that decidedly two years in a row by the same opponent. I, you know, and, and uh, it very rarely do we lose anybody two years in a row. But but they, they got us two years in a row pretty decisively. So um, I, I was relieved that that and, and happy for our guys and our coaches that we played as well as we did. Uh, I can't say I'm surprised because we, we really had a great camp. Um, I, I, I really thought we were going to play very well. Uh, but again, there was a lot, we talked about this last week. In, in game one, you, you just you, you don't know. You don't know in, in, until you're out there and everything else. But um, the first half went about as perfect as, as it could be. I knew, I, I knew they were going to make a push in the second half. And then, uh, but to be honest with you, as the game was going on, I just, I just felt very, very confident. Even when they took the lead, there were three minutes. I, I fully expected our offense to go down and at least get in field goal range to give us an opportunity to, to win the game. And you know, lo and behold, we get a, we get a touchdown instead. So it was just it was a great night for everybody. It's a great night for uh, I think for the university, for the students, uh, for everybody. They saw a great football game by by, by two of the best at, at this level. So I, I, I couldn't be happier. Did anything surprise you at all during the game, whether it be a player or how a play played out, anything like that? Um, you know, I, I can't say I was really surprised at anything. I think, you know, people who hadn't seen Justin Hunterford play may have been surprised. But then again, if, if they're from the Chicago area, they should know all about him anyways. He was the, he was the player of the year in the state of Illinois a few years ago. Uh, you know, Justin's a, a terrific player, and, and uh, the good part is we have two number one quarterbacks. You know, Alex Martinez is, is, is awfully good too, and and uh, but but Justin, you know, for for first game and for the opponent that we're playing, uh, he was lights out. You know, both with with his arm and and his legs. You know, he he did a great job. Uh, I was really happy to see um, a lot of our younger skilled receivers that maybe didn't get a lot of playing time last year 
they did they did really well. They they stepped up and, and made a ton of plays. And same on the defensive side. You, you know, we had a lot of young guys that um, either were true freshmen or, or sophomores that that you know maybe didn't play a ton last year or part time players, but ended up being big players. Um, on Saturday, and then even on our offensive line, when we were sitting right there, we, we had two freshmen, Bruce Mesa and Anthony Sorrow, who who more than held their ground against probably the defense, best defensive line we'll face all year. So um, I really have no complaints from from Saturday's game. I mean, it was just a, a great, great game by, by two really good football teams. Yeah, that was outstanding to be a part of. We're joined by Coach Mike Feminist here on the Coaches Show, Week Two, getting set for Missouri Baptist University. Well, I want to I want to stick to Justin Hunterford because obviously he had to be the story, right? You, coming into camp, he was the, there was a battle between Alex Martinez and himself, and you even mentioned that you have two number one quarterbacks. Hunterford was thrown right into the offense. It was five wide all night long. You had a no huddle set, and he handled it like a true pro. And he made some big plays. It looked like he was under control, especially in that last drive. He had a guy in his face coming at him. He threw a bullet right in the arms of Chris Simmons for that 54-yard walk-off touchdown win. I mean. What, was that the idea? Did you feel confident enough to allow Hunterford to jump right into this offense? And is that your offense? Oh yeah, that, that's our offense. You know, we're um, and again, depending on the opponent, you, you may not see us in, in empty uh, as much. But Marion, you know, we had this plan all, all summer. Uh, the one thing is, it's it is very difficult to run the football on them in, in conventional sets because they're. They're really good up front. They're they're very big. They're very physical. They're they're strong. Um, so we we knew running the football against them consistently was was probably going to be a tough deal. And yet on the flip side, just from watching the films for the last couple of years against them, we we thought that we could you know take advantage of some holes uh, in the pass game. You know if we spread them out with with five receivers and. Uh, you know we're fortunate enough. We, as everybody saw, we got some really good skilled guys, and they they can all play. I think they all had between four and six or seven catches, uh, um, and then those guys can all they can all go at any time. So our 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 game plan going in was to to spread them out and make them defend the entire field. And um, so we had we had no hesitation at all. Uh, you know the, the the great thing about Justin and Alex is they see the field real well. They both have quick releases, and they both have the ability to make quick decisions, which everybody saw it on that last play because they, that kid was right in his face when he, when he threw the ball to Simmons. I want to focus, because you brought up a lot of great points about the wide receiving core. We had Mark Strubiak on, the senior leader, you know, a, a captain. He had a big fumble in the play, kind of switched the momentum around. You know, 26-7 to 7 going into halftime. Marion scores 20 unanswered points. And it's not like the offense wasn't moving the ball down the field consistently in the second half. It was just they weren't coming away with points consistently. No. But this wide receiver group, consistent all night long. You had all these guys stepping up. Suzuki going down downfield threat. You had a big block on that Harold Davis explosive play. When you were watching the film, what kind of stood out to you in that group? Uh, what stood out to me is that if I'm a defensive coordinator for the next nine teams we play, you can't you can't concentrate on one guy, two guys, or three guys because uh, everybody everybody contributed. I, I mean, you know, Mark had catches. Dre Devereaux had some big catches. The, the touchdown that he had in the, in the, in the corner of the end zone what uh, was a huge play. Uh, Harry's a big time player. You know, Chris was. You know, Chris and Harry were two of our top recruits uh, a year ago. Um, so we 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 really have weapons all over the place. And you know, that's that's kind of the beauty of things. We're not, we don't have to rely on on one guy at any particular time. We also feel like we've got some good running backs. You know, Mike Ivlo and 
and uh, and, and Watson are, are really good running backs. You know, it was a situation for this particular game. Uh, you know, we had a, we had a plan in place that that uh, that we put in, and and it you know came to fruition. But um, we feel like we had some good running backs too. You're mentioning a lot of great players, especially uh, Justin, but. Besides Justin, what other players stood out to you in that game on Thursday? On either side of the wall. Well, either I, side, I, yeah. I, I, again, on, on, on offense, um, particularly playing that team that we played, it's got a just a really, really good defensive line. Uh, I'm really impressed with the play of our, our two freshman offensive linemen, uh, Anthony Sarwin and, and Bruce Mason. I mean, they went toe to toe with these guys, and 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 more than more than held their own. So, I would say, um, you know, for the people that you know, they're watching all the skilled guys that are running around with the ball and flying all over the place. Those guys they can see, but the guys in the pits that, that really did the job. Those two to make their first college start against against that opponent and do as well as they did was was really impressive. Um, defensively, I was I was ecstatic about how we were flying around the, the field. Uh, it was just it was it was great to watch. Um, I do think we got worn down a little bit in the fourth quarter, but that's also the flip side of, of our offense. You know, we're gonna we're gonna play fast and try to score fast and and everything else. And when that happens, you're you know you're putting you're you're really putting the defense in a, in a tough situation. But that's that's the way we play. Our defensive coaches understand it. Our our defensive players understand it. You know, and that's why it's important for us to be deep defensively and, and you know we went eight or nine deep on the, on the defensive line on, on Saturday uh, we also played uh, you know four cornerbacks and th three or four safeties in the game you know rotating guys um, so there really wasn't necessarily one person that, that stood out but I was just really happy with with the whole you know I if, if I were going to pick one guy that, that he was redshirted a year ago and I thought played really well on, on defense um it was Danny, Danny Sirocco, you know, got his first start right. at middle linebacker. Um, so even though he's not a true freshman, it was his first college experience, and, and I thought he, I thought he did really well too. You kind of led me into my next question. With that win, there, there's always room for improvement. Mm -hmm. So going into this weekend's game, what have you been working on to make yourself better and even maybe even run up the score a little bit more? Well, I think it's, I, I think it's across the board as, as well as I think we, we played. I think there's certainly there's room for improvement everywhere. You know, I think at times you saw, you know, you, defensively you saw some some missed tackles, uh, and again, the opponent has something to do with that. Yeah, right. You know, Marion <laughs> had some some really good running backs mm -hmm. and a couple of guys that Definitely. are just, they're, I mean, they're monsters. Um, so again, that's that's part of you know the, the opponent you're playing. Um, but two, just, just everything. You know, I think we we want to be we want to be crisper you know in, in everything we do um and for me it's not so much about our opponent as it is us you know we need to not so much focus on who we're playing as much as focus on us because i i think we have the talent I, I really do i think we have the the talent to to go very very deep this year i i, I feel really good about this group they they've got a great chemistry uh, about them uh, they get along real well you know uh, at the most important position on the field, the, the two guys battling for the job, you know, hang out together, you know, which is which is a really neat thing to, to see. So all the pieces are in place. It's, it's it's my job and the coach's job to make sure on a weekly basis these guys stay focused and work on improving their game. 
uh, both individually and, and collectively as, as units, you know, on offense, defense, and, and, and special teams. You know, the, you know, you guys mentioned Abdul. I mean, right. the guy kicked mm-hmm. the game, he had a 53-yard and cleared it by 10 yards, yep. and, mm-hmm. um, which was that, that was that was big, too. But our, uh, with the exception of one kickoff where they had a long return, I, I thought our, our special teams play was, was very solid as well. Last one for you, Coach Fem, and we'll let you go. What's the what's the game plan going into this week against Missouri Baptist? It's a it's an overnight trip. You know, this is co- sort of a refreshed program. Not a lot of success attached to the name, but you even mentioned it. You're worried about just getting better what you can control. Uh, so, is there any kind of change going in? Or obviously, it's like different for each opponent. Mm-hmm. But uh, what, what's the what's, what's the game plan going into this weekend? My biggest concern is making sure that the guys stay focused because when you when you have a big win like that against a, a big rival. And one that's ranked as high as Marion, and then you know, as you mentioned, Missouri Baptist. They're still a young program. Um, they're you know they're still trying to find their way. Uh, it, it's it's human nature, to, you know, to have a letdown, and you know that's my job to make sure that that it doesn't happen. So um, I'm probably yelling more this week in practice than I than I did last week getting ready for Marion, just to you know to to stay on top of guys, you know, because when you're when you're dealing with 18 to 22 year olds, you know they. They think they know everything. They got the answer for everything. And, and as soon as you think you're better than you are, that's that's when you get that's when you get surprised and, and you get knocked off. So uh, it's my job to stay, stay on top of them, make sure. Uh, I think we had a pretty good practice yesterday, but we're we're going to pick it up today and tomorrow. I can promise you that. We're looking forward to Saturday, Coach, and we wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much for jumping out with us again. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much for listening to this WXAV 88.3 FM podcast. Be sure to visit our website, wxav.com, for more information on your escape from Ordinary Radio.